This is episode 216, Breaking Codependence with Gabby. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Got a great episode for you today with a young woman who's in a codependent relationship with her mom. As I've mentioned, I really don't love using labels like codependent, but often it's just a really efficient way to describe a dynamic and guide a person towards insight and tools to break through it. Regardless of your own relationship with your mother, or if you ever deal with codependence, I know you'll get a lot from today's episode. And by the way, I feel mother-daughter relationships are one of the toughest relationships to navigate, but if you can do so with love and success, it can be one of the most beautiful relationships. You know what you'll also get a lot from other than today's episode? My spring retreat. Yes, my signature spring retreat is coming up March 6th through 8th. This is for women only. Sorry, guys. Steph and I will do more stuff together for you as well. This is life-changing. Go to christinehassler.com slash spring-retreat. Read about it. Read the testimonials. If you get them something from this podcast, you'll get a gazillion times more. Plus, it's just so fun to come and hang out with me and other like-minded women for the weekend. And even if you're scared because you know you don't know what it's going to be like and you're scared to be in a group of other women and you're scared to travel and whatever, it's fine. Everybody that comes is scared. And I make a super, super safe place for you. So come join us. So as you're listening to this call with Gabby, consider, are you being honest about the relationships in your life? Are they healthy or do they require some boundaries? What is your own relationship with your mother like? Do you see yourself becoming like her in certain ways? And do you like those ways? Do you find it difficult to make decisions and often seek the approval and permission of others? Do you sacrifice your own desires or silence your truth in order to make others comfortable or happy? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Gabby. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, So ladies and gentlemen, how would you love to get all of your beauty and grooming products delivered to your door so you didn't have to think about it? So you can make the best use of your limited time and get an efficient and effective, enjoyable way to test drive and buy new products. Well, then you are going to love Birchbox. Now, while most of us know that even just a few minutes of me time can make a world of difference, some of us rarely have that time. Every month when you get your Birchbox, it's a reminder that you deserve that time and should take a moment to take care of you. And not just that, but to experience joy in that care. It's about making whatever time you have for beauty and grooming routines glorious. So consider Birchbox your monthly box of you time. Birchbox revolutionary subscription box and eShop model makes it easy to discover products you might never have tried with a monthly subscription of personalized samples and online shop where you can buy full versions of the samples you love. Each month, you're given the opportunity to customize some of the samples that you receive, or you can opt to be surprised, but products are always personalized according to your beauty and grooming profile. Birchbox is an accessible and convenient way to discover new products. Samples come to you, are personalized, and are paired with helpful information about each product and how to use it. You fill out your beauty and grooming profile, and it's quick and easy. They'll answer questions about your skin and hair type, preferences, and lifestyle. Birchbox will take your profile into account when curating your box every month so you know products are especially chosen for you. 
Their online shop features products from more than 500 prestige brands. Some of them include things like Wander Beauty, Kiehl's, Living Proof, and all kinds of other things. I love having my birch box come to me because I'm one of those people that likes to try a lot of different things and then I can choose my favorite and order the full size of it. So you can do the same. Go to birchbox.com slash over it and birchbox is spelled B-I-R-C-H-B-O-X dot com slash over it. Use promo code over it to get $5 off your first birch box. Gabby, welcome to the call. What's your question? So my question is, I just moved from uh, New York to the Netherlands and I lived in New York for the last four years. I moved there when I was 18 and now I'm back and I'm currently staying with my mom and her boyfriend and my mom is my best friend and I can talk to her about anything, but I realized that I've been, a lot of anger has been getting triggered in me because I see how she finds little things to pick on and complain about. And sometimes the way she talks to her boyfriend and I've pointed it out to her and she's aware that this is a pattern yet she keeps continuing to do it and it hurts me. And I feel like I'm in this position where I don't know if I should keep pointing it out, but also I'm just not sure how to deal with it myself because I feel like before I could, I could, you know, go back to New York and go back to my life and my own apartment. But now it's almost like I can't run away from this thing. And I just feel so overwhelmed and I just honestly don't know how to process what's happening because I also realized that what she does with her boyfriend is also what I did with my ex for the last two years. And that's even more painful to see because it doesn't look really great from the outside. What has she done or what does she do to her boyfriend that reminds you? The, like finding little things to complain about, like he could do 10 great things around the house and she's going to be like, oh, but you didn't, you know, load out the dishwasher or just always reminding him that he needs to do this and not trusting that he's going to remember to do it. And just, it's almost like looking for opportunities to see what he does wrong, just so she can feel like she's doing everything right. So it sounds like just judging and emasculating behavior. Okay. Yeah. And you also said that these things she's doing are hurting you. How are they hurting you? So she also does this to me and it's like, you know, you you didn't pick up this or why did you leave this here? Why did you fold it that way? And I also realized that now I'm about to start, you know, studies in in two weeks, she decided to, well, didn't decide me, but she told me that she's going to support me in paying for the studies. And she's always allowed me to go to really great schools because she believed that education is important. But if she found something to pick on me or she didn't like the way I did something, she would say, stop doing it. Otherwise you can pay for your studies yourself. And now that she offered, you know, to pay for my studies in the next few weeks, it's almost like I was waiting for her to drop that ball where I did something wrong that she can say, you know, stop doing it or you're going to pay it for yourself. And yesterday she said that again to me and it just keeps hurting me because I just feel like it's this controlling thing that she uses and I just feel like I can't do anything about it. I hear you. Gabby, that doesn't sound much like a best friend to me. Hmm. Why do you call her your best friend? What's that about? Well, I grew up without a dad, only me and my mom. And it's also, she's young. She had me when she was 18. I'm only 22. So she's, you know, in her early forties only. And I can talk to her about anything. We, we like hang out. It's, I, I mean, I love her so much. And now that you said that, it sounds weird. Cause it's almost like I, I don't see how I could not see her as my best friend. 
Um, How about this? How about you see her as your mom? See her as your mm -hmm. mom. Really, our parents shouldn't be our best friends. They're our parent. That's a mm -hmm. specific role. And if you put her in the category of a best friend, one, it makes boundaries really murky. And two, it makes her behavior hurt more. Because mm -hmm. if you have this idea and this fantasy that she's your best friend and you can talk to her about anything, but then you turn around and you do one thing she doesn't agree with and she threatens to take your schooling away, there's that inconsistency and that's what hurts. So I think it's the idea of who she, you think she is in your life that's hurting you more than the actual behavior. And let me kind of break that down a little bit. I understand it was just you and your mom growing up. She probably did an amazing job. I can't even imagine how hard it is to be a single mother, especially at a young age. And we haven't even gotten into what happened to your dad. So she was not only dealing with that as well. So mm -hmm. I acknowledge her. I acknowledge her for what a great job she did. You seem like a very bright, smart woman who's pursuing a career. She did a great job. She did a great job. And just having it be you and your mom, because she had to be both parents to you, can you see how you put her on a bit of a pedestal? Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, no one deserves to be on a pedestal. Even the most amazing person in the world, I don't know who that would be, but no one deserves to be on a pedestal because we're all equal and we're all human. But when we put someone on a pedestal, they're also more likely to fall from grace. And when they do, it hurts even more. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say to you is we've got to get mom out of the category of being best friend and mm -hmm. back into the category of being your mom and get her off the pedestal a little bit because... When you get her back on the ground and you see her as mom, then you'll be able to perceive her behavior as, oh, that's just mom being mom and not taking it so personally. Because I think what's going on here, and I don't love using labels, but labels in terms work to explain something in mm -hmm. a short amount of time. I believe there's a little codependence going on here. Yeah. Have you ever thought of that? It's crazy because I feel like today I was thinking about it and I've never thought about it before. So it's almost like it was leading up to this and it, it totally makes sense. I mean, I never really thought about it in these terms. And I, as I said, I never thought about my mom not being my best friend, but now that you said this thing with boundaries, I feel like a lot of things are, are clicking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the doorbell even rang on cue there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign, right? Yeah. So why don't you describe to me what you think codependence is and how you might be in that dynamic with your mom? So I feel like I've, I've realized that it's always been very difficult for me to like make decisions by myself. Cause I mm -hmm. felt like I need that validation almost like, am I doing it right? Like, is this okay? Um, do you think this decision is right? Mm -hmm. And even with, with, with something as, you know, moving from New York back to Europe, which I've always, I've been thinking about for the last five, six months, it's, I definitely did a lot of back and forth, even with my mom about it. And when I think about it, I, it hurts me. Cause I'm like, man, like, do I, it's like, she is my parent. Like my life is up to me yet. I do have such a difficult decision making my own decisions. And even if she doesn't agree with it, like me being fine with it. Right. 
what you said about not being able to make your own decisions and always going outside of yourself, that's definitely a very um, big piece of codependence. And also it's kind of like, I'm not, I'm not okay unless you're okay. That's another big piece too. So you don't feel okay unless she's approving of something. She's not upset. That's all kind of weaved in into what codependence is. So from my perspective, this is a bit of an aha moment for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you what, because I really want to empower you in terms of making decisions. What do you want to do with this aha moment? I want to start setting boundaries and seeing her as my mom. And even if I decide to, you know, go into a career path or, you know, um, even something as get a tattoo that I want to get that I don't need to ask her what she thinks about it. That's correct. That's correct. I was going to ask you, what are some ideas of some, some boundaries that you could start setting, especially since you're living with her? Mm -hmm. Probably just, even if it's something as small as, you know, going out with a friend or deciding to go somewhere away for the weekend, rather than being, Hey, would it be okay if I go there for a weekend? Just saying, Hey, FYI, I made plans for this weekend. Just so you know, I'm not going to be in town. And it sounds so small, but I don't think I've ever done that. It's always mm-hmm. been like, hey, would it be okay with you if I do this thing that I really want to do by myself? Right. So not asking for permission anymore? Would that be a boundary? Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. that would be huge. How old are you now? I'm 22. Yeah. Yeah. You're at the stage now where you don't have to ask permission for things. Mm-hmm. What else? What else would be a good boundary? Uh... Oh my God, that's a good question. I, this is, I've never looked at it from that perspective. So now it's just like, oh my God. Uh, well, let's go back to some of the things you were saying earlier about the way she speaks to you sometimes. Mm. Can you give me an example of, and, and let's just bookmark that for a second and go okay. to know that I have incredible compassion for your mom. She probably got hurt at a very young age, not just from your father, but from her own parents. She's developed a very thick wall because that's what she's needed to do to protect herself and to raise you. She probably has some trust issues. And so how she compensates for not feeling enough, massive insecurity, people disappointing her is she's just become very controlling. Yeah. So I know, and I know, you know, it comes from a place of love, but having compassion, understanding for people doesn't mean we tolerate crappy behavior. Mm. We can understand it. And we can know that we can't change it, but it, it doesn't mean we just sit there and take it. So mm-hmm. she could say what she says. You can understand it and you can either, there's kind of two choices. When someone's doing a behavior that is just annoying or triggering, not abusive, because if someone's doing abusive behavior, the rule is just to go <laughs> and get, get out of yeah. that relationship. But if it's just annoying and triggering, or like she says, you know, Gabby, you didn't clean the sink right or whatever. You have two choices. Either it doesn't bother you and inside of you, you go, that's just mom being mom. And it rolls off your back as if she said, I like your shoes, you know, something inconsequential. Mm -hmm. That's harder to get to when we have more history with someone. The second option is to say, mom, if you're not going to say something nice to me after I do something, then just don't say anything because it honestly hurts my feelings. Mm. That's a boundary. Or mom, if you're going to talk to me like that, I love you. I'm going to leave. 
Mm, that's a boundary. And, you know, this is also a really good time, Gabby, for you to start thinking about, you know, what you can be doing in terms of getting an outside job or starting to make your own money so you don't have to be living mm-hmm. with mom anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I feel like, especially when I, when I lived in New York, I lived by myself, I had my own apartment. So I went from like complete independence and like being there by myself to, you know, going back now and living with her. And I feel like I always thought of it as this thing that is never going to happen. And I feel like maybe subconsciously was a fear of mine. And now that I'm back here, it's like, oh my God, I don't know how to process this because it's two different worlds in the last like two months. Well, let me tell you, this is actually good news because when you're in New York, you're in avoidance of it and you were still Uh, in mom's my best friend. Yeah. We talk every day, so on and so forth. You're coming back here and you're seeing, oh, wow, there's some codependence going on. And you're also seeing, oh, wow, I'm kind of turning into mom because you said that the behavior she's exhibiting with her boyfriend was similar to how you were with your ex. So I imagine you were controlling and emasculating and that's fine because it's not fine in terms of keep doing it, but fine in terms of let's have compassion and understanding and even excitement about that awareness. Because what's happened is whatever, however our parents love us, we think that's love. So Mm. that's how we're going to love other people. So if someone had parents that were super overprotective, you know, oh my gosh, like wear a helmet. If you're riding a bike, call us when you get there. Like, don't go to that house. Strangers are scary. Then that, that child is going to grow up and is probably going to be overprotective in their relationships and is going to, you know, be worried about the person and want the person to call and say, oh, you know, are you really going to like drive that fast or don't do that? That's dangerous. Same thing for someone who grew up in a more controlling environment and judgmental environment. You're going to end up being that way towards the people that you love because that was modeled Mm -hmm. for you. Is that making sense? Totally. So your opportunity here is to break this generational pattern, is to break the pattern of love equals controlling and judging someone. Mm -hmm. And the way that you do that, I can't explain all of it in the 10 minutes we have left, but you're already on the path in terms of just having the awareness and starting to make different choices. First and foremost, the boundaries, because people that feel controlled end up being controlling. And if you feel controlled and you don't have boundaries, because giving ourselves boundaries and putting that line in the sand, that's what gives us some freedom. And that's what helps us not feel so triggered when we're around controlling behavior. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I've been talking a while. What's coming up for you as I'm saying all this? Yeah. Like you said, that's breaking the generational pattern and that when you are being controlled, you turn into somebody who's controlling and definitely, I know that I was exactly the same way with my ex that, you know, my mom is with her partner or even with me. And I don't want that because I do want to have a healthy, beautiful relationship. And I know that if I don't work through it, I'm not going to get there. And I definitely don't want to repeat the kind of relationship that I had once again. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing awareness. I'm very proud of you for that. And just know that the work that you're going to do if you choose to do it, to break some of this codependence with mom, to get her off the pedestal, to put her back in the category of mom, not best friend. That doesn't mean you can't have a mm-hmm. close relationship with her. That doesn't mean you can't hang out, but she's your mom, not your girlfriend. And that's an important mm-hmm. boundary. And there's also going to be things as you grow up that maybe you don't share with her 
because she's your mom, not your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I would highly, highly recommend and start really coveting your female friendships, find your soul sisters, find your true best friends and know that it might be bumpy for a little while with her. Like the relationship in your mind may get worse before it gets better. And this is where people chicken out into, in terms of breaking codependence and doing this kind of work, because what may happen and it, it may not, but what may happen is you might start setting boundaries and she's going to notice that you changed the rules of the dynamic that you've been in for 22 years. She may get hurt. She may act out. She may say hurtful things. It may be tense for a little while, but know that you can get to the other side of that. It sounds like your mom loves you an awful lot. And it sounds like she's mm-hmm. not going to do something that's going to you know, cause a, a separation. I don't think she wants to lose you. So I think eventually she'll come around and she'll start understanding your boundaries, but I'm just giving a kind of cautionary warning that it may be a little bumpy for a while because you're starting to do things differently. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So in those moments where, you know, when it comes to her and her boyfriend, He's a sovereign being. He can make his own decisions. It's not your job to stand up for him. But when Mm. it comes to you, see if you can start setting some boundaries. Like the couple things I said, mom, when you speak to me like that, it hurts. I'm going to leave if you continue. Or when you speak to me like that, or I don't appreciate it when you speak to me like that. So could you say nothing? I did my best. Or wherever those statements are. So can you hear how, when I say that, my tone is not anger. I'm not blame. I'm not judging. The tone is love. It's just tough love. Yeah. And I've, I've never done that, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely, I feel like my fear has always been like, Oh, I'm going to hurt her. Like, but, but I don't want to hurt her. But at the end of the day, it's like, I have to take care of me. And if I don't set these boundaries, like the the cycle is just going to keep continuing. Yes. And what you said is classic codependence. I don't want to hurt her. So instead I'll hurt myself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Spot on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend reading some books about this. There's lots of books on codependence. Melanie Beattie is is one of my favorite authors on it, Uh, or even just some articles or whatever, just to give you more of an understanding. And again, really hold the intention that you're doing this because you want a healthy relationship with your mom down the road. You're both young, which is great. Mm -hmm. You can cultivate this. I wouldn't go and have a conversation with her about what you and I just talked about quite yet. Mm -hmm. I would do some of your own work, start setting these boundaries and know that it's a gradual process. You know, it's, it's one of those things that will take a little time and then you know, just between you and you really catch yourself in those moments where you want somebody else to tell you what to do. Mm. Bring it back to what do I want? I'm going to trust myself. I trust myself. I'm a sovereign being. I'm safe inside myself. So keep bringing those decisions back to you. Okay. Does this help a little bit? This helps a ton. And I knew that but by, by having, you know, this conversation with you, I knew that 
you'll be able to see something that I'm not seeing, but I honestly did not expect this. So it, it's incredible. I mean, it's a huge breakthrough and I'm happy that I know what it is that I need to work on. Cause I feel like I was in this loss of this in, in the space of like, I know that there's something here for me to learn, but I just couldn't distinguish what it was. Mm-hmm. But now like all the dots connected and I feel very clear on this. Good, good. Good. Awesome. I'm proud of you. You know what to do. And remember the intention here is love and healing. It's to have a better relationship with yourself, better relationship with your mom. And if you want to have another relationship with a man or possibly get married or possibly have children down the road, it is so wonderful that you're dealing with this now. Mm, Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much to Gabby for being so coachable. I know this was a tough conversation to have and I just really appreciate the way you, Gabby, really opened up to the information. So mother-daughter relationships, like I said, are tough. Really parent-child relationships can be tough and often we're unaware of some of the unhealthy dynamics or unaware of how unhealthy they are and how they're impacting our life because we grew up with our parent our entire life. You know, for example, if you had an accent your entire life, you'd be unaware that you had an accent anymore because you'd be so used to speaking in that way. Same thing with dynamics with our parents. Often it's in our adult years that we're like, whoa, that was unhealthy, but I didn't really realize it as a kid because it was the only way I knew. And that's a little bit what's going on with Gabby. She, all her life, thought her dynamic with her mom is fine. That's why I really called out in the beginning, you know, that doesn't sound like a best friend to me when she was describing some of the behavior. And I wanted to get her out of the habit of thinking her mom is her best friend relationship because honestly, our parents shouldn't be our best friends. I don't think that's healthy. They're our parent. It's a very different dynamic than you have with a best friend. So it's important to put our parents in their rightful place in terms of the dynamic they play in our life. We also want to get them off a pedestal. So a big coaching for Gabby here was to get her mom off a pedestal because the higher someone's on the pedestal, the easier it is for them to fall and the more it hurts. And because she grew up without her dad around, her mom and her became very enmeshed, which is why I brought up the word codependent. It can be very normal and very natural to get a little codependent with one parent if the other parent is missing or emotionally unavailable, or if the dynamic between the two parents, there's a lot of fighting and the parent uses the child as sort of a, sort of a surrogate spouse. There's all kinds of stuff that can go on there. And we want to individuate as we grow up and start to have more healthy relationships and get out of that pattern of codependence. So you can read about codependence, you can Google it, there's a gazillion books out there. But the biggest thing is a dynamic in which you're not okay unless the other person is okay. Sometimes you can easily manipulate the other person, they can easily manipulate you. There's a lot that goes into it. In this particular situation with Gabby, it was more the, I'm not okay unless you're okay. It was the needing the mom's approval, not being able to make a decision on her own, always going to her for validation, and her mom threatening to take important things away, like school, if Gabby didn't show up the way she wanted to show up. That can be a classic way that codependents work. So I asked Gabby, what do you want to do with that aha moment? Because like you know from listening to the show, aha moments are great, but what do you want to do about it? You have to take action. 
And so we discussed some great boundaries that she should start setting or could start setting with her mother, like not asking for permission for everything that she does and calling her mom out when she speaks to her in a way that hurts Gabby. Because Gabby doesn't want to turn into her mother and she's already seen that she's starting to in terms of how she treated her boyfriend. One thing Gabby said that I hear so many people say when we work on setting boundaries is I don't want to hurt her. But do you want to continue to hurt yourself to protect someone else? Again, classic codependence. I'll sacrifice my own desires and my own needs to make sure the other person is happy. But do you know what that builds down the road? A lot of resentment and it attracts more unhealthy relationships in your life. Boundary setting can be messy. Yes, it can upset the other person, but it's necessary if you want healthy relationships. Someone that I love that teaches about boundaries is Terry Cole. Look her up on Instagram, follow her work. She's great at teaching about boundaries and also codependence. She's a licensed psychologist or licensed therapist, one of the two, but one of my friends, and you can go follow her work, T-E-R-R-I-C-O-L-E. She's also been on the show before if you want to scroll back to the archives. So takeaways. My biggest one is you've got to set boundaries with people in your life. You've got to stop taking hurt, taking bad treatment because you don't want to upset them. It doesn't have to be overnight. It can be a process and be okay if it's a little messy for a while. It's okay if the other person is upset at you. If you do it with love, you do it with calmness, you do it with firmness, but not yelling or anger or blame. I gave Gabby some examples. Then your side of the street is clean and you have to be okay if that other person is upset. So hard for codependents to, and you know, a lot of times people pleasing weaves in with codependents and it's so hard when you know someone else is upset, but that's part of your growth. Another big takeaway for you, make your own decisions. If you relate to the pattern of always looking for permission or validation, validate yourself, make your own decisions. And finally, get that parent off a pedestal. Have your best friends that are in your life that are your actual best friends that you're not related to. And let your parent be your parent and start to unravel any unhealthy programming or patterns that got put in place in a child. It's never, never too late because that way you'll be a different parent to yourself, a different partner to your partner, and definitely a different parent to your children. All right, everybody, sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.